Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Welcome to another Happy Pod. The only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan, and it is the day after my 30th birthday. <laughs> and we made the reckless decision to record a podcast and get very drunk at the same time. And as a result of that, I am now very much in pain. <laughs> and I'd like to introduce the cunt whose idea it was to do that. And that is my co-host, Lawrence. Thomas, I see. Hello. Hello. I'm going to talk as slow as you. Lauren, shut the fuck up and tell us what this show is all about. <laughs> Nathan, this is the show where uh, I might be too loud and give you a headache, but it is also the show where we get together and discuss something in the realm of pop culture. It could be a movie, it could be a little telly show, it could be a video game, but the main thing is that we do so without any of the toxic discourse that is also prevalent. And today is a special episode, Nathan. I don't care. Um, I'm actually not that bad, to be honest with you. I, earlier, I was very rough. Like, when I woke up this morning, fuck me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Horrendous. And by the way, this is... We recorded next week's episode. So next week, you'll hear exactly what we got up to. Um, and strap in. Because, Stra oh strap boy. in for a very long time. I hope you're planning a long drive or something. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a journey to do, like, over the Christmas break, maybe... Uh, maybe this is the one for that, but fucking hell. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, but now it's like nine o'clock in the evening, so I'm I'm mostly okay. I have a Coca-Cola Zero, so I have a I'm, Pepsi Max Cherry. I didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> what did you just say, Lawrence? It's a special episode, Nathan. It's the Christmas episode. It's our it's special, our festive episode, Lawrence. Not just Christmas. We celebrate all holidays here. Lawrence, bloody hell, you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Bloody <laughs> woke police. I'm doing too many things at once here. Um, what what is it's Christmas? Hello and and uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas and <laughs> you still happy, don't seem well adjusted to this. Ha happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy uh, Diwali. Although I don't think Diwali is this time of year. Um, and, Could you have another... somehow gone full circle to now being the more offensive one? Yeah, now I'm more offensive. I've overcorrected, <laughs> and now I'm just. I've gone right back around to being offensive. Anyway, happy holiday season to all. Happy holidays. Oh, I thought that was to me. I I interjected too early. Do you do you still wish that I have a happy holiday season? I wish that you would shut up and get on with this podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, me? It's solely on me, is it? Yes. 
You are rough. I can tell. I can tell you've had a rough morning. You may not be rough now, but I can tell that it has not been a great day for you. I'm 30 now, Lawrence. Life is not great for me anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I mean, no, you've still got. You've still got. You know, you're still in the prime. You've still. You're still in early days. I am long past. I don't think I ever had a prime. If I'm being honest with you. No, we discussed. We discussed this the other day on the phone, right? There are stages of of being, and you you're now. You're not a teenager, you're not a young man, you're just a man. And then soon you'll be a middle-aged man and then an old man. But you're in the middle, you're man. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> you really aren't happy about it still. <laughs> Lawrence, I'm still grappling with the fact that I just turned 30, okay? I'm yeah. still trying to get my head around that, all right? And then I'm doing a podcast with a young child of 26, okay? So. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the rare, this is like the, the brief window in the year where you're a full four years older than me. Well, I, I'm not. I'm three years and ten months older than you. I've done the maths. <laughs> I know. I know that 26 to 30 is four years. Will it annoy you to know that I... Wait, not even... Is it three years and ten months? Or th three years and two months? Three years and two months, yeah. Yeah. I had it the other way around. I did the opposite. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Will it frustrate you to know that not only was I up mm. at 5.45 in the morning, I also felt fine? Lawrence, it would frustrate me that you don't want to start this podcast, which is what is happening. Nathan, happy holidays. Today we are talking about the holiday. The one. Yeah, I know. I watched it. <laughs> Come on, give me an in. You want me to start? Did you put up a brick wall like that? <laughs> put, put, put up a brick wall to what? Put up a brick wall to the statement, we are watching the holiday. That's an inviting question, isn't it? Great, there's so many ways I can spin off and go with that one, isn't there? Nathan, tell me what we're watching today. Fuck off, Lawrence. <laughs> and, and had you seen this movie before, Nathan? <laughs> yes, it's a Christmas holiday favourite of mine. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Just a man I... falling apart. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Nathan, I had seen half of this movie before. You haven't seen The Holiday? I hadn't seen The Holiday. I've seen half of The Holiday, if that counts. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, it wasn't by choice, right? What's, it was what's a, happened in your life? It was where... a couple of Christmases ago, and halfway through, I can't remember what happened, but I knew I had to stop it because I had to do something else. And then I just, I was frustrated that I watched What could possibly be more important than finishing The Holiday, Lawrence? I can't remember, but probably something. <laughs> it could have, anything could be more important than watching a movie. That doesn't track to me. No. Especially not this movie. It's a very good movie, I will say. You hate it, obviously. Don't. <laughs> it sounded that, wrong. It did. That's not right. What a cheap imitation. What a... A wish.com. Exactly. A wish version of the, the good joke. Look, that, that does not suit you all. That does not become you, all right? So I Sorry, don't hear I won't I do wanna, it again. I don't want to hear that again coming from your lips. Frankly, uh, is, <laughs> out of holiday movies, um, where where does this rank for you? Where does this sit? Is this an every year watch? Is this a? It's in my rotation. Yeah, I have a rotation of movies that I watch every Christmas. Yeah, uh, and this is among them. So I do watch this every year, once a year at least. Yes. And is it like top tier, like top shelf? Well, it's in my rotation, so that means yes. Well, yeah, but how, I haven't asked you how many things are in your rotation. It might not be an exclusive club. There's about five. Okay. Five movies I'll watch every Christmas, and this is among them. Yeah. And what number do you watch it in the rotation? I I don't have like a a rank. I don't really like ranking things. It's just a yeah. These are what I enjoy, and these are the movies that I watch, and they're <laughs> they're not in any particular order. The order I watch them in doesn't pertain to anything. It's just these I'm just trying to I establish enjoy. a hierarchy here on your. There's Christmas. no hierarchy. It's just a movie that I enjoy, and it's in good company as well. It's uh, it's up there with uh, Love Actually, uh, The Christmas Chronicles, which is a, a new favourite of mine. I really enjoy. What's The Christmas um, Chronicles? I don't know that uh, one. Hot Kurt Russell, Santa Claus. The Grinch, obviously. We did that last year. We did. Uh, and a few others. Um, but yes, it's it's up there. I enjoy it very much. It's uh, a little different from like Christmas. You know, it's not like Santa Claus and his like magical and his other fucking... Mm. presents and elves and all that shit which is good and it's nice to have as christmas movies obviously but like it's a it's like a, it's a little christmas rom-com isn't it that, that yeah i think that's when it's at its best mm. as well because it doesn't overdo it it's set at christmas but it's not like a 
It's not like you know how most Christmas movies will have the scene where they go to the mall and there's a San- there's a mall Santa and like it, it's it's maybe too much Christmas. No, <laughs> I'm just saying what you said. My favorite part of any Christmas movie is when they like there'll be some kind of like I don't know they'll go out for a trip or whatever and then there'll be an establishing shot of say the city or the mall or wherever they're going and it'll always be the exact same song that plays and it's always because yeah. it's a it's a christmas song but it's good and cheery and it gets you in the mood so it establishes the right tone it does scene, so yeah. what's your favorite christmas song uh you was just listening to it white wine in the sun to mention that is an obscure choice i will say yeah. It's a good choice. That's a good Christmas song. I feel really basic. Beautiful. I, mine's like a mixture of Wham and what's that other one? What's that? Elton John. Step into Christmas. That's the one. Yeah. Step into, into Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that one. Okay. Which isn't very progressive because I like to say step into the holidays. Um, but anyway, <laughs> look. Let us jump in, Nathan. Uh, this there's a there's a bald man at the Telegraph, and I've I wanted to hit him. What? <laughs> so, Right, you know, you, know, you know Kate Winslet works at the Telegraph, at the Daily Telegraph. She works for a newspaper. It may be the Telegraph. It is the Telegraph. Great. Well, there we go. Now that we've cracked that riddle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just, I, it immediately like introduces you to this, like, oh, this just lovely character. And there's like, I think that's one of the things about this, right? It's so charming. Everyone in mm. this is just a joy to watch do things. No, no. No? No. Oh? Continue. Then who? I'm not. I'm curious. <laughs> well, everyone in this is not a joy to watch. Is that smarmy cunt who's like who Kate Winslet's pining after? Oh yes, yeah. All right, but like the 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 core four, they're all yeah. or the core five, they're all yeah. a joy. Yeah, they're they're nice. Um, no, but you've got the speaking of the smarmy mm. guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was really mean. I was. I always know that like in Christmas movies, they set up to be like, here is the protagonist. You need to feel aligned with them you need to like feel whatever they're feeling just to get you on their side for the whole movie but the way that like i guess he's like the ed- the chief editor or whatever of the telegraph is just like i've got an exclusive tip for you this one woman who had like a public affair with this man a couple months back or a couple years back or whatever mm-hmm. and it's and it's you're the only one that's allowed to mm-hmm. report on this and it's that he's getting engaged I'm largely indifferent to that. That's nasty, no? I, I mean, yeah, but he's not really thinking about it, is he? He's just... I think he is, because he dials in on her. He's like, I've got one specific tip for you, and only you in the room. But I don't get the sense that he knows Kate Winslet's personal entire history, because then why would he do that? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why? It's nasty, because she says yeah, it was exactly. like office chatter. It's nasty. Like, that, that just seems pointlessly nasty no it, yeah it does but this but like i she was saying it was like office chatter didn't she she was like it's water cooler conversation i got the impression yeah, most amongst, people know all right but when you, you you've never worked in an office so you don't fucking know but like <laughs> if if you have office chatter you're not doing that with your boss are you true yeah i guess you're so. doing that with your mates and the fucking people who are really the only reason other than the paycheck that you're still fucking working there <laughs> let's be honest you're not talking to your boss about who you shagged in the fucking copy room one time are yeah you? but th- things get around a bit of gossip I, I think it was weird that it was zeroed in on her if it, but if does it, it get wasn't around to, who's telling stuff to the boss though no one talks to the boss no one likes the boss he seemed well liked He's, he, uh, he was stood up giving a little speech He's, people seem yeah. to entertain him <laughs> Like, he was stood up giving a speech, like bosses often do. Sometimes it's very clear you've never worked a proper job. God, you're in a stinker of a mood today. Well, you don't understand real life, Lawrence. I'll tell you what I do understand. I do understand that it sh- you, you should be able to make more than 75 trailers in a year if your job is making trailers. I thought that. You're jumping about a bit here. You're picking some weird notes to clarify it on. Um, like, we haven't established the plot, any of the characters or oh, we'll anything. Get, we'll but... get there. Let's get into the important <laughs> stuff. But sure. Let's talk about Cameron Diaz's job before we talk about her as a character. Um, I will admit, I did find it when, she, that when they said um, that like he, she's cut 75 trailers this year. I was like, that seems low. 
That's like, and he's like, and that's supposed to be a statement. He's be like, you've cut yeah. seventy five trailers. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, but and that's like that's less than a trailer. No, it's more than a trailer a week. It's like one point something trailer, like one a, a trailer and a half. Yeah, a week, pretty much. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> slow she's down. Also got, she's also got like a team. She's got Jim from the office with her. She's got someone else, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, she's got Catherine Hahn and Jim from the office. Um. And I was like, what is this job she's... I know she's like, she's cutting trailers, but then she's like, she's also doing that by committee and being, and she's like directing the editing of a trailer, really. Yeah, it's, I think it's like she... Like she's not in like Premiere Pro herself, like fucking, she's got Jim to do that and she's just telling him to like make the text red and add the music here and stuff. So do you want Lawrence... The normal person watching movies to answer this, or do you want Lawrence, the video editor, well, overanalyze this? Well, I think now we need to have a a fucking a little segment from Lawrence, the video editor, don't we? <laughs> it's true. Look, I worked it out right. Maybe with studio revisions, trailers can be cut like very quickly. And she's not working solo on these things. She says she's like the head of a company, um, and I'm assuming that company extends more than to just Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a team of some others. Somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't get that sense. No, yeah, it does feel like a bit of a small unit, I guess. Yeah. Because mm. no one... She's not, like, fielding calls from <clears> anyone. No one seems to be needing her. Um, mm. I don't know. Look, either way... I mean, uh, she's doing all right for herself. She's doing... And this is what... This is the part that I really needed but, hey, to work maybe, this out. I, like, but if she has her own company, then clearly... And she's like, she's in demand. The You know, they've got the hot Lindsay Lohan and James Franco movie. Like, fucking hell, Universal... Uh, uh, paying her the the big bucks to make this trailer, I and yeah, but then like I don't know, I just I know some to some degree about what like the going rate for this is, and if she's paying two people on staff and that mortgage, no, but you know <laughs> you know the the going rate for a YouTube editor who no will... like actual like working like I listen to a few editing podcasts and they're always like they're from like they've cut like Justin Bieber music videos and stuff like they're quite... all right. So what's the going rate for a, a Hollywood trailer editor? Like a, like a high end one, like the the one percent will be making like 150k a year from doing this okay. as, an, as an annual position. Whereas... That's not really that much for LA. <laughs> no, really. not, and not for that house. <laughs> no, not for that house. But also, like, who cares? I, me! <laughs> I do. This is, no, right, this is... <laughs> you know how specific you get about London skylines? Yeah, this is one I of know, the rare instances where but someone... But that's something that's actually real, though. Well, oh, and my entire job isn't real. Well, real in the sense that if you look at the London skyline, you can see it and not real in the sense that like you know an editor's salary isn't common information that everyone knows you know i'm just saying right i saw the tra the trailer that was played when she gave notes and she was like make the logo redder or something yeah right? i saw behind john krasinski is a monitor with an editing timeline yes which did not look reflective of a timeline that would have that many things going on in the total <laughs> video so <laughs> And this is what I'm thinking, right? If she's cutting 75 this, of these... Is this what it's like for you when I get pedantic about shit that doesn't matter? Yes, <laughs> yeah, very right much. Now, what I'm thinking about is, yeah, because it's a fucking movie, man. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Just putting in, like, the 99.9% .9 of people do not give a fuck about this. <laughs> so well, they're, like, listen, they're listening to this podcast, and I'm, and I'm here, and I do, so fuck them. Look, if you let me get through it, I'll get I'll get done quickly. I promise. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> right. So I saw the editing timeline. It is not reflective of the video that's shown. There's way too little going on in that timeline, and that frustrated me. Especially when you work out if she's edited seventy five of these, and with a thin timeline like that, not too high vertically. Right. I'm left to assume that she's added on presets, which add to the clip. They don't create an extra uh, layer. On the timeline, okay. right? You're, you're think. I think you're thinking about this more than the writer, director, or literally anyone involved in this scene did. But okay. Well, then that, look. you're probably thinking about this more than the actual editor of the fucking movie did. But go on. Forgive me for accuracy, Nathan. <laughs> look, I want to be immersed at Christmas. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Look, I I, I also worked out um, that with my she right. She did 75 this year, and that's a massive thing, right? Trailers yeah. are give or take. You know, they're edit heavy, obviously, but they're also give or take kind of max three minutes. What? 
Most trailers are about three minutes. Oh, I thought you meant like it takes three minutes to do one. Was it? Oh, no, fuck you, no. I mean, maybe with that skinny timeline. Who knows? Um, preset galore. No, I worked out that I edited 225 videos this year outside of, like, that. that's just the regular things. And I accepted other work, and I'm just saying I want a big mansion in L.A. I would, I would think that, and not to insult you, uh, but I feel like I'm about to be. So go ahead. <laughs> like, no, no disrespect to you, but I I feel like there's slightly more work that goes into editing a big budget Hollywood trailer when the the studios are paying like fucking however much for these trailers that they're probably putting just a and and they're all like wrapped up in so much secrecy and stuff. They're probably putting more thought and and care and attention into it than the fucking silly little Rodney meme or whatever, you know? <laughs> Look, more people involved does not equate to more work. There, It would take longer because there'd be like eight studio people that would have to approve it and they'd all want to put their little two cents in, right? But I think there'd be more work, though, for a trailer. I work hard and I want a mansion in LA, right? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is that too much to ask? No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you. Can we move on? We can. Uh, can we to... start? Can we discuss the characters and the plot and what we should have done before we got into the intricacies of Cameron Diaz's fake job? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I suppose so. Right, go on. Take take me somewhere. <laughs> All right. So we have Kate Winslet, who's a uh, unlucky in love uh, sort of journalist, uh, very uh, likable, relatable, young, beautiful character. We have Cameron Diaz, who is a uh, sort of unlucky in love, uh, very young, very beautiful sort of uh, American character. And then they swap homes because that's the thing people do, apparently. Um, they swap homes for the holidays. This seems um, like a ridiculous idea, but also a pretty good idea because it's like basically a free holiday, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's nice. I like the idea that like it's zero complications. It's like, I'll drive your car, you drive mine. Let's not fuck around. Like it's it's simple. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> when they arrive, like, where's the car? <laughs> you should have read the fine print. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, no. I I liked it, and I thought it was a good idea right up until I realised that she'd left her dog with a complete stranger, and I was like, that seems. I'm sure she would have told her about the dog, and I think she'd be fine. <laughs> I mean, she's leaving her house with a complete stranger. Like, I I think the dog will be okay. <laughs> no, but like. You don't know this person. This person could have like a dog murder yes, thing. You don't know this person, and yet you're inviting them to stay in your house. I think if you're willing to make that leap, then looking after your dog, I think you'll be okay with that. They seem like they. It's not like they just never talked and was like, "Look after my dog," you know. <laughs> yeah, she gets there. She's like, "What the fuck?" They spoke. <laughs> I'm sure it would have come up. You know. I'm just Cameron saying. Cameron Diaz didn't just get there and think, "Oh my god, there's a fucking dog here." You yeah, know? but would you not find it weird leaving the dog with a complete stranger? Like, not if I'd spoken to them beforehand and I was assured that they would be okay. You, you, when you go away, you take your dog to a like a little sort of. Like daycare, fucking kennel overnight stay sort of thing. Yeah, but that's, there's like that's, a bloke who runs that. But presumably, before you took Rosie there, that's your mm. dog, not your wife. Before you took Rosie, <laughs> come on, there, darling, to the kennels. <laughs> you, he would have been a stranger to you. Not well, you. Yes, in the sense that I'd never met him, but he was also yeah. recommended from the place I adopted Rosie from, and he's like their on-site vet and like daycare person. Right, so so enough. so I so he was he had he was connected. That's fair enough then. But like people, but other people will presumably take their dogs to him and have never met him or have that connection and stuff. I guess so. So like yeah, <laughs> irresponsible owners is what I say. <laughs> she they spoke to each other. It was on that weird messenger that was shaped like a house. Yeah, yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was it like a service? I guess it was because there was like listings, wasn't there? It's, yeah, it was like the website or whatever. Sort I, of thing. I like that it was like it seeming it, it was seemingly like a crazy idea, but like you're both on this website for a reason. And then like, call me crazy, but should we do this? Yeah. It uh, seemed it seemed um it seemed pretty strange to me that like Karen Diaz she was like looking, you know, she'd take a vacation, she's found this website and then she's like, Oh, where can I go? Where can she's like it's like a a like a 
uh, uh, mid to late noughties Airbnb before Airbnb was a thing, sort <laughs> yeah. of thing, really. And she's like, oh, where can I stay? What's this? Where can I look? She's looking at these places, and like the Cotswolds, and then she finds this little cottage in Surrey, and she's like, oh, this looks nice. Maybe I'll, I'll send the owner a message. So she sends the owner, Kate Winslet, a message, and then like five seconds later, immediately follows that up with, are you there? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. They might not be. Also, there's a time difference. It's very possible that she's like yes. busy or asleep or at work or something. <laughs> exactly. Like if I'm if I'm messaging like an Airbnb and I won't say an Airbnb because fucking hell, what a horrible company which does horrible things and completely ruins the house and economy. Um, but <laughs> if I do, then I'm not. Then I message the owner. I'm not going to immediately be like. Why aren't you replying to me? Like a moment later. Respond. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you not want my business? Is that it? Exactly. Uh, so that seemed odd. But whatever. It's a movie. Um, yes. And, and they they do this. They swap homes. They do. As a setup, it's really intriguing. It's just Lawrence, like... Lawrence, shut up. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I interrupted you because I was going to talk about something completely different. But no, please continue. All right, I'll be quick because okay. I see that you want to do other things. Um, yeah, no, it's just like an intriguing setup. The way that they're like, it, 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 it does what a Christmas movie should do. It just gets you on side straight away. It's like these are two people that desperately need a change, and let's. Mm. It's basically a double fish out of water scenario. Yeah, yeah. What they're could go both, wrong? They're both uh, recently had a. You know, a bad situation, a bad like breakup, like realized I was never actually with this person, sort of situation. And then mm. they're like, I just need some space. I need to get out of here. I need a break. I need to reset and uh, be somewhere new and forget about all that sort of shit. Uh, so that's what they do. Uh, Lawrence, let's do house talk. All right. Okay. Yes. House talk. Okay. Now, at first glance, you might think that one of these people gets a much better deal than the other, okay? <laughs> but what if I were to tell you yeah. that Kate Winslet lives in my actual dream home? Yeah. Okay? It's, it's a lovely little place. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I would give for just a little... Uh, like fucking, I don't know, 17th century farm cottage like that. Mm. Uh, like, And it's old, so you know, like, the brickwork is strong. It's like, it's not going to fucking fall down at, like, the fucking touch of a fucking whatever. It's not like these new builds that are all crusty and poorly built and can't even fucking... Uh, oh, we put the door what? in the wrong place. Is that a problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we put it in the right place now, but it's actually upside down this time. <laughs> And it's it's a very remote, quiet location. I wouldn't have anyone disturbing me. Mm. It's beautiful. It's surrounded by all these nice fields and farm animals and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, you know what? If I could live there alone yeah. and no one apart from a few people knew I lived there, that would be the perfect life for me. <laughs> I would I, I would adore that. So out of the two homes, and this might sound crazy, but out of the two homes, that is the one I would rather have. Yeah, and I'm also coming at it from a perspective of like I know that Cameron Diaz's house costs more money, but that, that, but, but, but Kate Winslet's house yeah, is not fucking cheap. That would cost a pretty penny, mate. Big time, pretty penny. And then like, yeah. I know it's 2006, but like yeah. that the house market hadn't crashed yet. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> things weren't as bad as they are now. But like, I I think that that would have been. A pretty penny or two, and uh, today, no, today it'll be like a, a pretty penny. Which, when you see it as like a wide shot, and it's like there is not a soul in sight, no, like, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's you have to pay for that level of privacy. <laughs> you really do. I like that when she like goes to Jude Law's house. For, Forty minutes outside of London, like, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. She's she's commuting to central London for her job, man. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like in London, where you can pay like fucking. 400 grand for a studio flat like mm. fucking hell mate that, and that's probably been extremely generous yeah that is as well so I, I do like that they drop that kind of like wealth gap thing like as soon as you see jude law's house you're oh, like the mansion <laughs> yeah the, the stately mansion <laughs> yeah. that, that i guess from a close-up passes as a little humble abode and it's like you walk you walk really. in <laughs> no exactly you walk in i'm like this is <laughs> that's 
it's multiple millions. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm. They um, I I can't remember if they ever say the name of like the actual town. They just say it's in Surrey, which is like vague because Surrey's a very big place. But they're like uh the the like the town or the village. But it, it seems like it would be like one of those. You know when like there's a over the top British person in like an American show. <laughs> and they always say they're from like like Catherine Tate in the office, and yeah. they always say they they're from like a a British town, which is like some fake name, which is like Little Crumpetsville upon Basildon or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it seemed like the, this is the exact town that that would be called something like that. Really, yeah, seemingly inexpensive, <laughs> but also extremely posh and upmarket, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, with little like farmers, artisan markets, and like a <laughs> bunch of shops and cheese stalls and all that sort of stuff. Everyone knows everyone, despite there being like a two-mile country road between houses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that they pass off that like uh, in this lick kind of like a villagey area la is actually the one where people seem to know more people like la seems yeah. to be the place where um kate winslet's walking around and she's like hey there mailman bob and hey there like, just just to everyone she walks past she knows their name within like three days or something well she's friendly isn't she she's friendly it's true British. yeah kate winslet no i was depressed earlier because i, <laughs> I was watching this movie and now you'll move on to your point <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because i was watching this and i was like how old is Kate Winslet? So then I Googled it, and she's 48 now. And mm. then I worked out in my head, that means she was 30 at the time she was filming this. And I was like, God, I just turned 30, and I'm nowhere near as successful or as pretty as Kate Winslet. <laughs> <laughs> and that just depressed me. <laughs> is she playing a 30-year-old? Does she say, like, is she meant to be older? Oh, oh yeah, she's playing probably around that age, yeah. Yeah. She looks very. It's a, it's a, it's. Do you know what? It's a good movie for great looking people. Do you know like, what? Well, yeah. Hmm. Go on. Who's the? Ex no. Are you talking about Jack Black? I never said that, Lawrence. Yeah, but you had the face. I, like, no, he I looks never... incredible in this. Like as as he's supposed to be like the more everyman than Jude Law. They they fucking the gods chiseled Jude Law's fucking physique. Right. I like the cast. I like the casting of Jack Black in this because it's not traditional, mm. like fucking rom com casting. It's not like the fucking most handsomest man you've ever met who's like chiseled with a six pack and everything like that. And everything. Yeah, he's he's a chubby guy who mm. like loves music and he's a bit weird and he'll, you know, it's a he's Jack Black has been cast in a movie, so of course you're gonna get him to do Reddit da da do and his little scooby dooby doos and all this kind of stuff. I was wondering so. when it would and as soon as it came out I was like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> they just, just, just there's just not no. one without it. No, you, you hire Jack Black, that's what you're gonna get. He throws it in for free, man. Like, <laughs> I reckon he puts it in all of his contracts. It's like if I'm in this movie, at some point I'm going scooby dooby doo. Okay? <laughs> like, fucking one day he's gonna have like um like uh, another thing in his career, like a new era of his career. You know, like Nicolas Cage and Adam Sandler have started doing serious movies now. Yeah. Um, he's going to have one of them, but it's going to be like, my wife is dead and I'm depressed and I'm having a terrible time. And then it just at the end, he's just for for the sake of being Jack Black, he's just going to have to look at the camera and go... <laughs> I think hell will freeze over before Jack Black takes <laughs> on like serious roles like that. Like, I, I think he's got it in him. He's a fucking great actor. I think he's got it in him, but I don't think he wants to do that shit. He no, likes yeah. having fun. And he just likes running around with his pants on, pretending he's like four or something, or whatever he's doing on TikTok. You seen that video of him um like as he's in like a really tight Spider Man costume and he's like just going up the walls of a, like a garden. Yeah, he does loads of shit like that. Yeah. He's what a great person. <laughs> yeah, he's very good though. He's a very cool dude. Yeah. Um, you know that story about his mum? No. Oh, she's a rocket scientist, right? Yeah, there's like there's like this big thing which is like I can't remember exactly what she did, but I think it was something to do with like the moon landing. She was like chief engineer or something on like Holy shit. the rocket that went to the moon and then she like gave birth like on the same night or something to Jack Black or oh, some, some weird. Yeah, shit like she like that. didn't leave the post or something, did she? I don't know, there's something weird going on. But but yeah, she was a rocket scientist or something, which is pretty Jack cool. Black was forged in flames. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> no, look, it, I, it's, it, I like that casting because they also they do a bit of both. Jude Law is like there's there's like a couple of shots he like puts on his glasses and it's almost like a 
the most beautiful man you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and they know what they're doing because there's a pause yeah. and there's a hold on it. And Cameron Diaz is like, oh, I better adjust myself to <laughs> match match the heights of this primo man in front of me. This, um, is, this is like, I feel like this is like the fantasy of like every young American girl, really. It's like <laughs> a charming, hot British guy who's like very polite and and like I, they're far almost, and few between Jude Law it, types. No. Yeah, it's almost annoying just how fucking perfect Jude Law is because like he's he's beautiful, he's he's handsome, he's he's uh, lovely British and charming and all that kind of stuff. And then like he's he's like when we get around to finding out what his flaw is and his terrible deep dark secret, it's that he's a dad who loves his daughters too much <laughs> and wants to protect them from the turbulent yeah. life of dating. Yeah, yes, he cares too much about his little girls and he's such a good dad and it's not at all attractive and the most fucking beautiful thing anyone's ever seen yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's the way that like as soon as they started building up that like little jealousy thing you know like who's olivia who's who's this other girl yeah lucy or whatever it was sophie or something yeah and it's i'm I'm sat there like this can't be like because he's walking around being like i can't think of a single reason why we shouldn't go to town and he's like he's just being the most romantic guy ever i'm like there's something going on here and then yeah, then when it got revealed, I was like, the, uh, this is supposed to be a bad thing? It, <laughs> I don't understand the conflict here. Well, it's complicated. I mean, like, like Cameron Diaz is here for two weeks, you know. Mm. She ended up shagging the fucking owner of the house's brother, like, on the first night or whatever. Nuts. And then she's like, well, this is a bit of a situation, but whatever. I'm going home. But now I'm not. Um, And then... You know, they get themselves they quite entangled. They do, they do, which was never the plan, really. But true, um, yeah. I, do you know what? I think I just think they've all got like bucket loads of charisma. But like before we move on from Jude Law, I do like that he is he is the fantasy, isn't he? He is like the the well read, mm. studied literature Englishman with his fancy this is, glasses. This the the plot of this movie is not like dissimilar from like a like a fucking au fanfic or like a fucking (laughs) like this is this is like a romance novel really it really is in the sense that you know you you need a break you've had a horrible experience with a bad ex like a mean horrible man who never treat you right so you go across the country you go to a tiny english village and you're like from the big american city where (laughs) coffees cost 25 dollars and you walk with movie stars but now you're in a quaint little english village and suddenly there's this charming british man he's gonna teach you the meaning of christmas while he falls in love with you i I think they get away with that like because it it is a bit cliche but they get Mm. away with it by like every time i I think that's good yeah let me let me be clear i think (laughs) that's great i will eat up and read that shit all the time this is like Mm. a stone's throw away from them checking into a hotel and there being only one room with one double bed available (laughs) okay i will eat this shit up i'll I'll stay on the floor no you can't be doing that yeah it's cold we'll need to cuddle (laughs) (laughs) i get all excited (laughs) no but like i even if there were people that were Mm. like uh that's a bit too cliche and on the nose i think the movie like it has this good little format of getting out of it where every time it gets a little bit too hollywood movie suddenly mm. this voice is like cameron diaz can't catch a break and it's and it, yeah. it just outright goes yeah we know like this, yeah. this is cheesy and stupid and here's the trailer man from all of these trailers that you know it's great yeah so is that one man little... well there were several one man okay there was like a really famous one but and then he passed away uh and the really famous one is like the traditional like in a world, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but then, nice was... jump to the to the effect. <laughs> Thank you. It was very quick. Um, <laughs> um, and then there was like, like a few others, but it, it's not done anymore. It's not sort of a yeah. They had they had like a real profitable ten years. They got in, they made their money, and they got out. Well, no, like tra- like fucking trailer voiceovers, like the whole f- because trailers were very different. Trailers were just basically the entire movie, but like in like mm. ninety seconds or whatever. Like, and he'll fall in love with his g- g- old girl, and they'll <laughs> raise a kid this summer. Yeah. Experience the magic, you know, and it'll, I, it'll show if, you everything pretty much. If you ever want to feel old, go and watch <laughs> the original trailer for the Avengers, 
and just witness. Oh, with the fucking like new metal. And yeah, it's everything. just shots from the movie of them fighting, but there's yeah. this rock band going on. And it's, yeah, it's it's a time capsule of like, oh, things really do change over 10 years. They do. 12 yeah. years. 12, oh, yeah. Well, 12, uh, yeah, yeah. 12 almost years, 12, yeah. yeah. No, it will, it will be 12 by the time the trailer came out, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> it's weird to have sex with someone in your sister's bed. I mean, yeah. I I can't hmm. disagree with you. <laughs> okay, but also, I don't think that thought would have ever have crossed Jude Law's mind at any point during the evening. And and I don't really think it should have either. At no point should he have been like, is this weird? All right, well, look, let's, what's going on across the pond? What's going on with um, Kate Winslet over in L.A.? Well, I'll tell you in a moment, Lawrence, but first we need to listen to some beautiful ads. I love beautiful ads. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow, those are beautiful ads, and I love all those products. <laughs> Unless we don't. Again, the disclaimer. <laughs> In case they're terrible. I like that it takes Kate Winslet a bit longer to, like, meet her dream boo. Like, it, it, she, she kind of has to, like... Because the whole point of her being there is to, like get over someone and she obviously like we see that she's deeply in love Cameron Diaz obviously was in a relationship but she obviously yeah. wasn't that invested in it and nor was he it was very like superficial it seemed <laughs> they lived together so I think they, <laughs> they was somewhat <laughs> invested in no it. no you yeah you, you can be invested but you can also be like emotionally checked out of something and just in the habit of being there and having that thing like I don't it, think that I didn't get that vibe at all. I, I, get, I, I did. The they even say, like, we've been having problems for years. Like, yeah, I got, the, I got the sense that she was very much invested in it. I don't think so. He he made a comment of, like, you work all the time. We haven't had sex in ages. You don't, like, you, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, I'm, you're never around. We've been having problems for over a year. There's loads of signs that that is not. And who said all of that, Lawrence? Yeah, but she doesn't disagree with it. She's very much... And like he says, like you don't even... I think the the whole thing of she doesn't cry, she can't cry until she actually finds, you know, the dream guy. She's mm. not... She's not like... It's, I'm not saying he's right, but like she's she's not like... that. I, I, I get the sense that he's making excuses because he had an affair. Yeah, and I agree with that. But there's also like... I don't think she's... Like he even says like who who breaks up with someone and doesn't even shed a single tear like who she she doesn't seem that phased she's more pissed off than heartbroken I... whereas kate winslet is like crushed and needs to get out where she's like i'm sick yeah but of they're shit. different people yeah i just think it's weird that you're on this guy's side i'm not on his side at all i never said that <laughs> it seems like you are I think he's a scumbag. I've I've got a note that says the fucking gardener was right to watch him get punched and have a little smirk. But like it, at the same time, I feel like there there were two sides of a different coin. I think it's like um Kate Winslet needed to take a bit of extra time to really get her head straight and move on from this terrible bloke um who she's like completely enamored with. Whereas Cameron Diaz was more I need to remove myself from this like horrible environment. I need to stop working. I need to stop putting up with this shit face of a bloke. Um, and she is ready to meet someone and move on immediately, whereas Kate Winslet needs to do a bit of... There needs to be a bit of growth from her and, like, a bit of self-acceptance, which I which I liked. It, it, I mean, it's also a nice little point that the movie doesn't 
make me watch two different things at the exact same time. Um, but no, I like the extra bit of patience with Kate Winslet's character. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do too. And I like that she, you know, it's not just as simple as her, like, meeting Jack Black and then immediately, mm. like, falling in love and being together. Jack Black's got his own shit going on as well. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, and, and you know, she meets this, like, delightful old, like, Hollywood writer. They have, like, a... who becomes, like, a sore, like, father figure to her. And it's just this really, like, sweet relationship with this friendly old Jewish man. <laughs> I loved him. What a nice yeah, character. <laughs> yeah, he's very sweet. What was it like? I, I guess his whole deal was like because his <clears throat> his wife had, had passed away, and he was old. And I I quite like the. It's almost like a a mirror of them, like the pairing of them. Like he knows so much about how people work, being like one of the most celebrated screenwriters, but like can't fathom that people respect him. And like mm. I think Kate Winslet's in the same boat a little bit. They both need to kind of allow themselves to be loved and treated correctly um and to like expect that from people and i I like that pairing it's a it's an unlikely thing and i like that most of the rom-com from kate winslet's side was actually more so dead i think she had more screen time with this old guy rather than him yeah yeah she went on a fucking (laughs) they had a dinner date and everything yeah dinner she's like they're having a little party together oh that party was so cute I, I really like that it's just a bunch of these old guys just having a laugh. And then, like, the second that uh, Arthur, the the old guy, sees, like, he just, like, he and, and this is what I quite, it's a bit cheesy again, but he does understand people very much so. He's said he's written some incredible, like, well-regarded work. So he obviously understands a bit about, like, emotion and, like, he wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit. And the second that he sees these two paired up, he's like, oh, you two are perfect. You have no idea at the minute, but you are perfect for each other. So he's like, come on, guys, let's all retire to our bedpans. And he's like, this little matchmaker, which is just lovely. Let's give these young kids, who are both maybe in their 40s, some <laughs> uh, some time to be alone. Yeah, but when they're 90, they're kids, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And also, Kate Winslet was 30. So. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out, Lawrence. Nice. Well done. Um... <laughs> God, we're all over the place here. Where do, where do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? Uh, so, Kate, no. Um, fucking Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Okay. Did, did you get the sense that they're kind of the main focus of the movie? Yeah, I think so. Like, okay. And I, I think maybe the reasoning <laughs> behind that was it's like rom-com wise, especially in the superficial early 2000s, it's probably easier to sell a rom-com leading man with Jude Law in it. Like, like you say, he's the he's the one that looks like the traditional love interest. Um, I mean, yeah, but Kate Winslet was in Titanic. I mean, that's also very true. Yeah, so who knows? Biggest movie in the world at that point, probably. Uh, oh yeah, it's not still anymore, is it? No, it's Avatar now. No. Yeah, but I mean, it goes up and down every time there's a big, big, big movie. Um, yeah, no, I I do think that they were definitely the the focus because it is the more traditional bankable story of like. Mm. It quite literally is boy meets girl. They fall in love, um, and there's some conflict along the way. Um, but I, I don't know. I found it. It's interesting. I found it the less interesting plot. What out of the two? Yeah, I, I, I why? I had, I, right. It not like I didn't not enjoy it at all. I think they're they're both great and they both work together. But like, I, it's something different, isn't it? The Kate Winslet stuff. Like, I, I like that she had these tropes of a rom com, but with a ninety year old screenwriter who's for mm. some reason there and it doesn't feel weird at all and i like that um but it was it was it wasn't weird it was never telegraphed as weird yeah exactly like, and it like in any way it was never like it, when when i first saw like this old guy and he was a bit cheeky i was like oh no and then very quickly i was like oh it's not that movie <laughs> okay good <laughs> oh, no. uh, a, a guy working in hollywood an old guy working yeah. in hollywood oh no this <laughs> This isn't going to go well. <laughs> well. And then like he's got that line, like, I haven't had work in Hollywood since like the mid-70s. And I was like, what's the story there? <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. I think, I think he's just old. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't, I didn't realise he was supposed to be like 90 until like the final <laughs> scene. So I was like, that's a bit early. You seem like 70s or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just found it like the more, I guess, like fresher take 
um on a on like a rom-com more less traditional um yeah i don't know i just i found it more refreshing i guess okay i think i'm the other way around i think i prefer the cameron diaz jude law stuff okay how come just because i don't know i enjoy the quaint british village i enjoy (laughs) that i like the house like i said yeah like i said i do like the kind of like almost trashy romance novel aspect of it all there's just something Mm. about that which is very comforting and appealing and it just really like i like it i dig it i like the vibe and and doesn't hurt that jude law is the most beautiful man like in the world at this point he is he is a treat to look at (laughs) even like fucking what um 16 or 17 years later or so like he's Mm. he's still a dish so he's doing well <laughs> it's true yeah I've, i like i was thinking like what have i seen jude lauren recently i think the most recent thing i've like sat down and watched him in properly was captain marvel and like it he still looks no, very not. good it's not i can tell you for a fact because we went to see uh the the gay dumbledore movie together oh the gay dumbledore movie yeah i did think, i mean yeah. <laughs> hang on the dumbledore's always been gay. yeah i know but <laughs> <laughs> The, sorry, the Gay Wizard Hitler movie. The Gay Wizard Hitler movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, imagine if the screenwriters sat there like, imagine if we killed two babies. Mm. Two, that's oh, insane. Oh, wait, that might have been before Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Um, I think it actually was. i got to find out. What is the, what's the name yeah, of that yeah, terrible movie? Yeah, because um, it, it was November and Captain Marvel was the following March. Ah, okay. There we go, then. Yeah, so, so there you go. You're right. I do apologize. That's all right. Well, you, I'm... It's fine. I won't hold it against you. Um, I, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I always remember Captain Marvel. We had a joke about this when it came to Captain Marvel. They're like, "Oh, who's the villain of Captain Marvel?" And like, it's obviously this guy. He's like, <laughs> who in the trailer is the most sinister-looking cunt you've ever met? And he's talking to Carol like, "You're not as strong as you think, Carol." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, I don't know why they ever tried to like keep that as a secret. Like, yeah. it's, it's very plain. He's there just being like. Oh yeah! Imagine if I was a mentor turned bad. <laughs> um, all right. While while we're talking about um, Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, I think Cameron Diaz, like this, she has such a fucking star quality about her. Whereas, like, she can do. Is she things. a good actress? Here's the thing, right? And this is, I think, this is an age-old debate with Cameron Diaz. I think it is too. Because right, I, I think I don't want to be rude to Cameron Diaz, but like sometimes I don't know. <laughs> What I would argue to anyone that tells me she's bad is you do it and make it look good. Because it's a fucking... This, on paper, <clears throat> very <throat> surface-level, bog-standard stuff, right? Yeah. But she is sat there, and, like, she's... I've, I've even wrote it down, like, she is sat there for, like, five-minute scenes where she's mm. just on a laptop, and she's like, where do I want to go on holiday this year? Just yeah. Talking out loud to herself like no one does. Yeah, I think with Cameron Diaz, there's the, always this kind of element of a bit like a bit over the top, mm. but like also it kind of works for her though. Yeah, like there's something about Cameron Diaz which I, I don't think there's a lot of people who could pull off this kind of acting. But I completely agree. Yeah, there's something about her which kind of makes it work. You, for some reason, I'm just willing to buy this over-the-top character from her mm. like it would be strange if kate winslet was doing this stuff i think i was about to say there's the scene where kate yeah. winslet like they had, she has that kind of funny scene where she's like sniffing gas and she's like what am i doing that was strange <laughs> yeah. very strange very early 2000s humor um, yeah. but no but at the same time she has those scenes and they're not nearly as mm. effortless or charming because kate winslet yeah. is known for being like a generational talent she's known to be like super naturalistic and super like she'll fill in all those books about her character's mm. backstory. Cameron Diaz will show up and be like, "What do I have to say? Where do I want to go on holiday? Cool. Here's three yeah. takes. I'm done. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Am I the am I the bad teacher? All right. <laughs> then, I, then watch me be the baddest teacher there ever was. Um, no, I just I think it suits her, and and I also think that there's. I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong in this, but like from what I've seen of that era, she's like leagues above anyone else in terms of carrying this level of cheese mm. and and making it like at any point in this because i know it's a different style of acting so that may have pulled some people out but at any point watching this movie did you go that felt weird like with her uh, yes but <laughs> like okay, yeah but not in a sense of like it was bad mm. you know just just in a sense that like like i was saying she pulls it off somehow like it's weird 
But it works. Yeah. You know? There's a scene where she oh. comes down the stairs hungover, and instead of, like, mm. a, a boring scene would be her stumbling, like, walking down the stairs and being like, oh. But she, mm. she trips over the step, and she's like, whoa, where am I? Oh. And, and it's more yeah. interesting for it, and it's funnier, and it's just, yeah, easier to watch. There's a scene where she fucking drives into town. And it's, for some reason, the most harrowing, like, fucking car chase-esque sequence. She's driving a Mini Cooper down a country lane. Yeah. Right? And, and it's not even that small of a country lane. It's big enough to actually have a divide in it, okay? Yeah, like, it's true. Most yeah. don't. Most, you just get one lane and, like, fucking make the most of it, I guess. Yeah. But, like, she's, she's it's, the, like, the most scary, terrifying, horrible experience. And she's, like, swerving in between traffic. And, yeah. And these ADR sound effects of like <laughs> trucks going past, screeches, yeah, like tires <laughs> screeching and all this sort of stuff. I yeah, strange man. I I like that she was obviously she obviously isn't um, accustomed to the rule, which is in if you if there's a country lane and you're yeah. driving down it and you see a truck approaching, you must stop the car and pull in a millimeter to the left for no reason. It won't do anything, but it is courteous mm. to do so to a truck yeah, driver. You gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just have a note that says "Love, Mister Napkinhead." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cute. It was charming. It was charming. I, it reminded me of um, uh, two moments in this took me back to my childhood. Um, okay, this Here is we go. this is Let's the more niche his, one. <laughs> Let's crack open Lawrence's weird childhood again. <laughs> Get ready for Lawrence Law, everyone. <laughs> um, look, firstly, <clears throat> the Mister Napkinhead it reminds me of something my dad used to do all the time when I was little. Um, where he would put glasses on his knee and then sing Never Never Gonna Give You Up by Barry White and then okay. and then say, it's Barry the knee. And I would find it the funniest fucking thing because Barry White's famously got a big old bald head and my dad has like the most hairless legs you'll ever see on a man. And it, I don't know why, it just always got me. Cracked me right up. Never, never gonna give you up? No, you're thinking of Rick Ashley. I said never, never oh, yeah. gonna give you up. Never. Which one's that? Never, never gonna give you up. Play it. I can't describe it. That's the only okay. line from it I know. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking purely of Rick Ashley, and I might not have listened to whatever you said after that because I was too distracted. <laughs> Let thinking me... about what song it was. And the right. The so the other moment um, that took me to my childhood was just Jack Black and Kate Winslet walking around in, like, what is meant to be a blockbuster-esque oh, store. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, oh, man, I remember my little my Friday night excursions to the local blockbuster yeah. on the high street, picking up a movie. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I don't know. There's something, there's, And that's what a Christmas movie should do. I think it should, it sh there should be a part of it, like, transporting you back in time a little bit um, yeah. and just making you feel all cosy and comforted. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it's it's like I said, it's not really the the sort of like traditional heartwarming, cozy Christmas movie. Mm. It is more like rom com focused, but I enjoy that. I enjoy something uh, a little bit different and a little bit unique about it. And it's it's just it's just good. It's just nice, you know. It is nice. It's just it's a nice time. I enjoy it. It's a banger movie. We got much yeah. else to say on it? No, I reckon we should do a little bit of a shorter one. Well, yeah, I mean. Don't get used to them. <laughs> don't, don't. Imagine next week if you. We're not going to spoil it, but imagine if this mm. was three times as long. It might be four times as long. Oh fuck! It might be actually. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It might be closer to four times as long than three times. So maybe maybe anyway. I can do some creative cutting, but it's also just like just a what whatever. <laughs> it's all gold as well. It is. Um. Um. Yeah, I enjoy it. What yeah, are you doing? I think it's I think it's a very very good movie. Lots of heart. Um, more more style to it than like you'd expect as well. There's a few. Well, last thing I'll say is there's a few like, I think they were coming out around about the same time as the height of this guy's career. But there's a few Edgar Wright isms in the edits. Like there's a few. Oh, okay. There's a few like harsh cuts, a few match cuts, a few. Um, there's a there's that funny scene where Jack Black is like, I think Kate Winslet puts a coffee in front of his face or something. Um. And then, oh no, it might be the other way around. It might be Jack Black offers Kate Winslet a coffee, and then she like shakes her head, and he just immediately goes and comes back with like a gin and tonic or something. Um, and that's very Edgar Wright. Very like something appears in the frame in a funny way. 
So you liked that it wasn't directed by Edgar Wright, but reminded you of Edgar Wright? No, but there were, there were like there are little isms to people's style. Like he's he 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 knows that that's his bread and butter. Edgar Wright's funny style. I mean, he's got a style. Lawrence, do you have any recommendations <laughs> for me? This? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, no, we may as well. Enough. There's not much else. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, what we do at this point in the show is we recommend some stuff to each other. Uh, it could be anything that we've watched, read, listened to, experienced, just something we've done in the past week that we would love to share uh, with you. Do you have a little recommendation for me? I already asked you. Oh, okay. I was fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, you already know what this is. You already told me you knew where this was going to be. Um, but I am. Oh, the pedophile movie. It's not right. Don't frame it like that. <laughs> That that's all I know. I know all I know about it is like is someone like a woman dates like a thirteen year old boy or whatever. Yeah. So right, the movie's made December. Um, it's a Todd Haynes movie. What's uh, it about, Lawrence? It's it's basically like Natalie Portman plays this actress who is like going to spend a couple of days with a family because she's preparing to play the mother, uh, play the role of the mother of this family in a movie in like a big Hollywood movie. Um, is she playing herself? Is she playing Natalie Portman? No, she's not playing Natalie Portman. She's playing uh, um, fucking Julianne Moore's character. Um, so she goes there. She's playing Julianne Moore's character. Yeah. Julianne Moore plays a character, and Natalie yeah. Portman's character is going to play that character in a movie. Oh, I, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was it. like, I, can't, I don't know how else you, to say it. The way you phrased it was weird, because I'm like, surely Julianne Moore is playing Julianne Moore's character. <laughs> But yeah, no, I can I see now where that. that would have got confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just um, I, I won't say too much beyond it. But it's it's a good movie mm. that like it's there's a lot to think about. It's like pretty blatant in what it's the movie's called May December, which like if you don't know, it's a term to describe. Age gap. Yeah, it's it's an age gap term. This sounds this sounds bad. It's very it's not bad. At all. <laughs> this is, this just sounds gratuitous but okay. it's not there's nothing in it that's gratuitous well how no. are you gonna say this when you have not laid eyes on a single there's, clip of it oh no i haven't i genuinely haven't but just by your description it's just not something i would, would enjoy watching i like it really really good movie uh people should go and check it out it's i think it's gonna be like it came out pretty late in the year but it's a i think it's a surprise front runner for like a few oscar categories and it's yeah interesting just a cool movie with a lot to say and also it has its sights on the right people even though it, the movie itself seems like it could be problematic it definitely targets the correct people to target sounds like one to miss for me but there we go <laughs> uh, what is one to hit for you nathan one to hit for me lawrence is um, having a good old Christmas time with those you love. Oh, okay? okay. And you might say this is a cop-out uh, sort of recommendation. <laughs> and you know, you're half right. But also, I've been spending some time with some family recently. Uh, and I can be a bit of a recluse. I'm guilty of sometimes... <laughs> yeah, I live alone, and I'm sometimes guilty of like locking myself away and being like, I, I'm a gr grumpy old man and I just want to be alone and have my privacy and, and keep to myself and no one disturb me because yeah. I'm peace and quiet. Um, you know, it's Christmas time, um, so I've been visiting and seeing some family recently, especially with it being uh, my birthday recently, um, and it's, it's it's just been nice. It's been kind of nice to spend time, because I don't do it as often as I should, really. Uh, so it's been nice to like see family and, and catch up and and have a laugh with the old man and, and all that sort of stuff. So oh, I don't think that's a cop-out. That's a nice little suggestion for people to do. Well, there you go. If if you are able, spend time with loved ones and family this year. If you are not able, I'm your dad. Come see me. We'll have Christmas dinner. Okay. <laughs> or just listen to these episodes. There's loads of them. No, Na they can come around. Okay. <laughs> Nathan's left the plate. <laughs> I'll get your plate. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Um, well, that being said... Uh, a very, very Merry Christmas to one and all. Uh, enjoy the uh, holiday season that is uh, approaching and among us. Um, What's your favourite Christmas tradition, Lawrence? Uh, I like a do you have a do you, do you have any weird family little Christmas traditions that you enjoy? Not so much weird. It's pretty, fairly normal. I like to go on a little walk. I like to go on a Christmas walk, especially now that I've got the dog as well. Nice, okay. nice little out of the house for an hour. Back we go. Do, here's a question. Do you get Rosie, your dog, again, not your wife, yep. a, uh, a Christmas present? Of course. 
and do you wrap said Christmas present? Of course. Now, who unwraps this present? Because <laughs> she tries, but there's there's help. <laughs> okay. Okay, I always I always find it fascinating the the stuff that people do with their pets because like yeah the dog doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on <laughs> like, but there's there's always it's more it's definitely more for the the owners and the people and oh yeah but, but it's... like I I always find it funny when there's there was kind of like that TikTok trend a little while ago of people like pretending to be on the phone and like doing that thing where you say all your dog's favorite words like yeah so we're oh, gonna go yeah. see grandma and then we're gonna go to the park <laughs> and we'll get we'll go out for a drive in the car yeah and the dog's like you know like perking up and all this sort of stuff but like the dog doesn't know what a phone call is you you, you they have no concept of what to them you're just saying these words and it's like what are you doing why are you saying this and not moving what's happening exactly so just drop the whole facade and just say the words and it'll be the same. yeah that's true i never really considered that because they're putting on a whole like forefront you know, facade on a play for, but the dog doesn't have a fucking clue what any of that is the amount of times i'm just like I catch my dog's eye as I'm like walking into the kitchen or something. She looks at me and I just, for no reason, I'm like, you're right. And I'm like, she, she doesn't fucking know what that means. She's just like, oh, so you said something. Cool. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we do we do have this habit of talking to our pets like like they're. You got to, though. Like they, like they understand us. But, but that's just nice. Inclusive. Yeah, it is. Of course it's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice thing to do. Indeed, indeed. Um, and also, Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but another nice thing that people can do is leave us a little five-star review. It would be... They absolutely can do that, yeah. They can. It would be much appreciated. You can do that on your podcast platform of choice, especially Apple. You can write a nice little message for us. Um, um, you can give us a little follow. We're on Twitter, at Another Happy Pod. That's where you'll get little post reminders for new episodes every single Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, it's also a place where you can suggest little topics uh, if you follow the link in our pinned tweet. Um, Why little? You always, everything is little with you. Little post reminders, little topics. It's a nice little thing, isn't it? <laughs> nice little thing. I know what I did. <laughs> Don't frame that like you caught me. That was for you. <laughs> I did. I definitely caught you. I saw your face. You didn't see my you, face. You had the air of a man who just said that and then realised he did it again. <laughs> I saw that. You might have caught a little mistake. All right. uh, Nathan, speaking of mistakes, no, uh, we have another podcast, don't we? Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, that seems rude. It's, Lawrence, it's largely most... more successful. Yes, it's the most successful podcast in the world. That's not true. No. But it is all about Doctor Who. Uh, every week we rewatch an episode and discuss that episode. Uh, and it's a great fun time. We're enjoying Doctor Who on our rewatch. Uh, making our way through series four at the moment almost coming to an end of that and uh yeah we're having a lot of fun 2023 really has felt like the year of david tennant for, for me because <laughs> like uh i started re-watching ahsoka today i was like oh fucking he's in this as yeah well. it's like i can't escape him he's everywhere <laughs> everywhere you turn there's david <laughs> david is just lurking everywhere just um so so yeah it's been it's been enjoyable so Indeed. Go. go check that out, and while you're at it, have a very, very Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or just a little festive break with your fam. Um, we love you lots. We will see you next week for a too long of an episode. A very Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Aww. <laughs>